Welcome back to Off the Field Podcast, up, everybody. Guys? Episode number 39. We have another friend of mine joining us today, a fellow content creator with over 450,000 followers on TikTok. It is Trevor Fonstrom. How are you doing, man? How are you doing, Trevor? Great, man. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. Man, I love that we're starting to get the content creators here on Off the Field. I really appreciate it. And uh, you are Chicago-based, born and raised. It's in your blood. So, to make you feel a little more comfortable today, well fit the part we have a oh yes <laughs> here yes we, here All we right, go perfect we got a Hot nice star, little i love it cubs little uh nice little bryant from back i can't go wrong with that yeah. very nice so i love it as i put that on mobo why don't you start with the first questions yeah of course uh so for the listeners and viewers that don't know trevor uh Fonstrom, fellow sports creator for with over four hundred thousand followers on tiktok just wanted to ask so you're kind of on the same boat as us being in SoCal with two different teams around the area for us. I mean, it's classic angels and Dodgers for you. On the other hand, it would be Cubs and white Sox. How, you know, if you could just explain it a bit, how'd you end up just choosing the Cubs or, I mean, ended up on the Cubs. You know what? I was, I was born into it. You know, my parents raised me a Cubs fan. Everybody in my family is a Cubs fan. You know, I grew up going to Cubs games and uh, that's just always been my team. I don't know if I was necessarily taught from a young age to dislike the white Sox. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I really honestly don't feel much of a rivalry between the two. <laughs> uh, I think partially that's because we're either one team's really good and one team's really bad at the same time, you know, they kind of switch off, mm-hmm. but uh, I've never really had any like hard feelings towards the White Sox, but I will always be Cubs fan, uh, till the day I die. Yeah. See, I had a feeling with you. It was like, obviously family born into it. With me, I had no family involvement in sports. So I found baseball at like 10 years old. I'm like, well, the Angels are like right here. So I'm going with the Angels. And I, we made sure when he got into baseball, we forced him into it. And we're like, you're not choosing the Dodgers. You're choosing the Angels. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad I made this because right now, both California teams are not looking too good. No, not at all. Nah. Not at all. Except one kind of has a little bit of hope. The other one, I yeah, yeah. I, Austin, I'm sorry, bro. I yeah. don't know what's going on. I don't know what, what our plan is, honestly. Trust me, <laughs> even us being Angels fans, diehard Angels fans, we're in purgatory right now. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't think I don't think they know their plan either. No, they honest. don't. They don't. Um, First step should be selling the team, Artie Moreno. Should have done yeah, it last yeah. year. I agree. What uh Oh, hold on. Sorry. Uh, favorite all-time Cub as a Cubs fan? Ooh. You know, I feel like most people will go with, like, the Ryan Sandbergs, the Andre Dawsons. But I'm not going to be one of those guys to claim them because they played before I was alive. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, for me growing up, Derek Lee was a huge oh, one yeah. for me. I remember Derek his. Lee was great. I loved Ryan Terrio, the Riot. Oh, wow. Um, okay. he, yeah, that was, that's my first Cubs jersey. Well, not my first Cubs jersey, but. One of my first most memorable Cubs jerseys that I owned. I loved – he was just like a, a little bulldog, you know, a little tiny mm-hmm. guy, but he would get the job done. So he, those were my two favorite guys growing up, I would say. What about right now? Because this team, they made some noise. They didn't get to the postseason, but they fought and did a lot more than what people were thinking, I would say. Man, it was the most roller coaster season I think I've ever experienced as a Cubs fan. Just – I mean, halfway through the season, I'm like, oh, it's over. Shut it all down. Yeah. But then at the end, it's like, wait a minute, we're actually good again. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're going to make the playoffs. And then we played the worst month of baseball I've probably ever witnessed uh, a professional <laughs> baseball team do uh, in that final month. But you know what? There was a lot to uh, 
a lot to take from that whole thing. There was a lot of positives and, and hopefully we move forward. But my favorite player on this team right now, um, Strowman has always been a guy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dansby, Dansby Swanson yeah. is, is my Dansby guy right now. Cool. I think uh, he's uh, my hair. Uh, I was, I was about to say, <laughs> you guys share yeah, some similar flow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had the opportunity to meet him uh, at the All-Star game in uh, 2022 mm-hmm. in L.A. So yeah, that yeah. was that was really cool. So he was with the Braves at the time, but he's he's my guy for sure right now. As a lifelong Cubs fan, do you have a favorite game that stands out in memory? Oh, that you know you've what? attended. That I've attended. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. If I didn't attend, it was yeah. you know Game Seven, 2016 World Series. Yeah. That'll always be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but in terms of the ones I've attended, actually, the one that comes to mind first is the one that I experienced this year, which was Christopher Morel's walk off home run against the white Sox. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It was just amazing because, you know, Morel, he's just full of, of big moments mm-hmm. and to do that to our, you know, crosstown rivals and even better was the fact that I brought my two friends with me who were mm-hmm. both white Sox fans. Yeah. <laughs> so I was the Cubs fan sitting in the middle, white Sox fan here, white Sox fan there. And, you know, they were talking crap to me the whole game. Cause you know, the white Sox pretty much dominated the whole game. And then it was like, okay, base is loaded. All right, we all know how this is going to end. And then it actually happened, and finally I got to talk crap to them. So it was that was amazing, and I got it on video, and I posted a video about it, and that's definitely most memorable as of now. Yeah, I remember seeing your videos of that. You were like right behind mm-hmm. home plate, right? Yeah, yeah, thankfully. It was a great view for it because the ball was to uh, right center, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could basically just see the trail of the ball heading into the stands, and that was beautiful. And actually, mm-hmm. I got to see Morell's uh, first career homer too. In his first at bat, I was oh, in nice. uh, left field, left field for that, and saw the ball just go soaring out into uh, onto the street. So, I guess I they got to keep me around anytime Morell's playing, and he'll keep <laughs> yeah. hitting homers. Yeah. So, so I have those same similar questions towards the Bears because you're also a football Ooh. fan. So, mm-hmm. who's your favorite all time Chicago Bear? Oh man, you know what? Devin Hester comes to mind. Okay. Uh, he was just—he was super fun to watch. Mm. Um, can't really get too attached to any quarterbacks that we've ever had. No. <laughs> um, Devin Hester definitely is, is a big one for me. I, you know, I, I grew up watching Brandon Marshall and guys like that too. But yeah. Devin Hester is the one that comes to mind. Yeah. What about right now, currently on the team? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's hard. I know. <laughs> I mean, I I do have a Justin Fields jersey. Mm-hmm. A Justin Fields guy. It's a t- it's tough to judge the team and where we stand right now, but I mean, when he's playing his best, he's absolutely electric, and and for yeah. that, he will always be like my main guy to watch on this team. Okay, and I feel like with the Bears and the Angels, it's very similar oh. <laughs> being the kind of fan. Yeah, and so I do have that same final question about the Cubs. One, do you have a favorite memory of a Bears game you've attended? <laughs> so I've only attended as a fan one Bears game in my life. Oh, really? And we lost to a backup quarterback. So not really too memorable. But for an entire year, I was working as an usher at the Bears games. Oh, wow. And so this was the one season where we still had Mitch Trubisky, and this was Mm -hmm. the season where we went like 13-3, and I think. This was the season of the double doink, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) But I was able to witness basically every home game that season, and they were really good that year. So. I don't remember any game in particular, but just being in that atmosphere of, of a winning Bears team mm-hmm. uh, every week was was outstanding. So that was that was pretty cool. 
That's awesome. And nice. I mean, who do you think has it worse, man? Angels fans or Bears fans? We both have one championship. We both have no memory of that championship. Well, <laughs> and we always get I mean, hyped every year for our team because yeah. we're like, oh, yeah, they're going to, this is it. This is finally this is our year, bro. <laughs> and then we I just think, get let down so badly. I think the difference is that the Bears don't have a unicorn on their team that can go down as the greatest player in that sport of all time. True. And are. <laughs> basically letting yeah. him go for nothing when they had the opportunity to get something for him. That's, mm-hmm. that's the difference. So, but we're both in a, a very bad place. Yeah. That it's way. not fun. Yeah. What about a uh, college football? Who's your team there? Cause I've seen you do some content with college football as well. Yeah. I college football has been fun to fun to talk about because I love, I love how into it the fans get, you know, and mm. I'll see people fighting in my comments about there's different schools. And oh stuff yeah. Like they're that. so different. Not yeah. that I, I encourage people fighting in my comments, but it's interesting to see yeah. the back and forth. But mm-hmm. in terms of college football, this might surprise you, but I'm a I'm a Michigan football fan. Okay, um, nice. My my mom is from Detroit. My mom's side of the family, uh, all based in Michigan. My grandparents graduated from the University of Michigan, and uh, they've had a pretty dominant football program over the years. So that's sort of been the, the team that I've been attached to. Okay, I still got to get this down because I'm still trying to learn with the two different ones every single time. Is that the Spartans or the Wolverines? That's the Wolverines. We don't. Okay. Michigan State is the Spartans, and we don't talk about them. We don't like them. In <laughs> fact, I think they're actually playing this week, so we're definitely not going to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> for sure. I want to bring up the first time we met was in 2022 Los Angeles at the Content House for MLB okay. All-Star Week. And uh, we later played in the Creator Cup together. And the thing that solidified for me, knowing you were a solid dude and a cool guy, I gave you a ride back to your hotel where you were staying. And just the amount of gracious and how grateful you were after that ride. Because uh, it, it was such a small thing to me, but you seemed very appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, Trevor, he's a solid guy. And I, from then on, I was like, I, I, I fuck with Trevor. Trevor's like, yeah, cool I, you know what that uh, not a lot of people know it because of the, what they see from my content and, and how lively and, and whatever I am in my content. But that yeah. was a really tough week for me. Just, there was a lot going on uh, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally in my life. And so, you know, it, it was something that was supposed to be like super, super exciting and it became kind of difficult all of a sudden. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for you to come around and, and, and be such a help to me, you know, just in terms of, you know, transportation and, and knowing the city and everything like that. And just being a good friend um, just for talking and stuff like that and being able to experience, I mean, we experienced the MLB draft together and stuff like yep. that. I mean, that was, that meant a lot to me. And so I, I really obviously wanted to show how much I appreciated that. And I think we yeah. formed a pretty good friendship from it too. Yeah. It's just simple as treat others as you want to be treated, get off on the I right agree. foot. And uh, I'll let Bobo go with the next one. Oh yeah, of course. So, um, just kind of curious, what made you even take the interest in content creating and how did it all start, really? So in terms of creating content, I've always sort of loved the idea of, of creating scenarios and, and filming them, being on camera. Um, I'm an on-camera actor. I, I've been in a yeah. couple movies, a couple TV shows, commercials, stuff like that. Wait so a minute, wait a minute. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. What movies have you been in? What the uh, hell? So you made me the tell main... me this. <laughs> so the main one look at cheesing, look doing... cheesing. so i'm not even gonna <laughs> i'm not even gonna hide it from you i had no idea you were an actor and so obviously Damn. for every guest i get our notes ready i'm like all right let's get uh, the conversation topics 
And I'm like, let me just look up some information about Trevor just in case there's some stuff I don't know. As soon as you Google your name, it goes Trevor Fanstrom, actor. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's never told me this ever. And I'm like, yeah. he's got an IMDB and everything. Dang. Yeah, you know what? It's it's something that well, the majority of the work that I've done in the industry was uh, when I was younger yeah. uh, as a child actor. Um, I'm still active within the industry. But, you know, the majority of my work was was back then. So yeah. uh, the main movie that I was in that people would know is it's called LOL mm-hmm. um, yeah. with Miley Cyrus, Demi Moore, Marlo Thomas, uh, Douglas Booth, Ashley Green, like a ton of of different interesting people. So uh, yeah. I played Miley Cyrus's little brother in that movie. <laughs> Demi, Demi Moore was my mom. Marlo Thomas was my yeah. grandmother. So it was a real powerful family. But uh, that was that was fun to film. That's the main thing that everybody knew mm-hmm. me for um shows i was in chicago justice which is it's a show sort of in the the chicago shows uh collection you know chicago fire chicago pd yeah um but justice isn't around anymore it was only out for one season so and then mm-hmm. I, i've done commercials for uh southwest airlines uh at&t walmart stuff like that so it's wild i never knew this it right. caught me so off guard well actually <laughs> Since we're on the topic, go to that part of our notes. I also have Thrill Ride, another movie you did. Yeah. And then uh, Southside, a TV show. Yeah, that was, the, that was a TV show on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a huge appearance, but I got to chase a guy down who stole some Jordan. So that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah, right on. And I got to film that uh, in, in my hometown of Chicago. because oh, uh, I think everything was filmed and based in Chicago for that show. So that was a lot of fun. So is that your most recent work acting was Southside? Yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. it's been quite a while, but you know, sort of, it's still something I do. But once yeah. the content came around, it's like that's really what I've been focused on the most uh, yeah. is the content creation. Would you say so? Your acting days are over, or is that something you'd still like to keep your feet wet in? It's it's something I'd like to keep in. Absolutely, yeah. you know, I, I I've had the opportunity to do some things, and and you know, once you make the jump from uh, acting as a child to mm-hmm. acting as an adult i mean it's it's a huge difference because when you're a child for all they care it's oh this is a cute kid who yeah. looks like mm-hmm. the parents that we casted and can deliver lines well mm-hmm. you know once mm-hmm. you're an adult it's like oh you actually have to act like you yeah. actually have to be good at this mm-hmm. um so it's it's you know it's, it's something i'd like to continue to do mm-hmm. and um you know if anything I, I hope that what i've established within the content creation realm will help me obtain more roles you know because i I, i'd like you know casting directors to see oh wow this guy has quite an audience so you know casting him you know we could you know you know i'm gonna promote it you know that could bring a whole new audience to uh to the project that they're putting out so Mm -hmm. hopefully you know i can i can continue to stay in that uh in that work do you have a favorite memory for many of the sets like off camera well I, i i don't know if i have a favorite one but i have a very memorable one i was so this was on the way to set the first day filming lol mm-hmm. and it was like this in a part so this was filmed in my scenes were filmed in detroit okay um so they, they tried to make chicago or they tried to make detroit look like chicago because it was gotcha. set in chicago yeah. but they filmed it in detroit yeah and anyone gotcha. who knows detroit or knows chicago knows that they look nothing alike no yeah i've um, i've been to both and they don't especially the not, downtown they're yeah. not no and and that's what they would show is the downtown yeah. stuff so but yeah. anyway um so first day of set we're, we're in michigan and 
it's in this apartment building and we got to take the elevator up to set, which is, you know, where it was set in the apartment where I lived with Miley and, and Demi mm-hmm. and all them. And it was one of those old elevators, not, you know, like a, not a new one. Yeah. One of those. It's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) They have the cage door and everything. (laughs) The elevator gets stuck. No, (laughs) dude. Dude. (laughs) This is me. This is my first like big, big acting job. You know, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to meet Miley Cyrus. I mean, I had just turned 10 years old. So it's like, you know, Mm. me and everybody else that I know from school and everything. It's like, oh my God, he's, He's going to be Miley Cyrus's little brother and stuff like that, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, my dreams are finally coming true. I'm in this elevator. We're going up. Stop. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. I'm just never going to be in this movie. I'm never going to meet Miley. Uh, yeah. My dream's over because I'm stuck in this elevator. Mm-hmm. Eventually the elevator started moving again. Mm-hmm. Door opened, walk out. There's Miley Cyrus sitting on a couch. I said, oh, wow, there she is. So yeah. it ended up happening, but for for a moment there, it was like, okay, are we, uh, this is not happening. This is not happening. So, <laughs> so I want to know the difference between, cause I also did child acting as an extra. I was in Santa Claus three. I was in, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And wow. I, the audition process for that was so easy. I literally just went to a high school. They took a picture of me. They took my height and they were like, all right, we'll call you if we want you. So what was the audition process like for a bigger role like that? Wow, this is this was a long time ago, so I'm trying to remember exactly. <laughs> but um, as, as I said, I was nine and had just turned 10 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was the initial audition where, you, you know, they, they send you the sides ahead of time. And, and you know, you, you, you're basically, you know, you read the scenes to a scene partner. Actually, mm-hmm. no, it was just me to the person behind the camera, actually, uh, for the first round. There was no... Oh, on wow. camera there wasn't anybody you were reading with on camera yeah um, they're just off to the side of the camera and you're reading with them so there was just the mm-hmm. first there was the initial audition and then there was the callback which i think was a bigger scene so there were more lines to memorize mm-hmm. and um you know as, as a child actor that can be a lot but i i think i just my mentality back then was i did i just did the work and and went for it i didn't really think too much i was just me there was nothing to worry about you know yeah. Um, and then so after the callback, I was I was at some summer camp and, and my mom showed up and pulled me aside. And she's like, you got the role. And I'm like, role. She's like, yeah, you're going to be my little brother. I'm like, oh, my God. So that was <laughs> that's amazing. Was, yeah, that was that was a really, a really cool experience. And then actually after the movie came out, that was basically like in high school. That's mm-hmm. how everyone came to know me in high school was because of that movie. Like someone <laughs> found someone knew me from like our childhood. And she mm-hmm. went to the same high school as me. And so she started spreading that around and everybody in the school eventually knew. Yeah. Uh, and so oh, I was wow. the, uh, people would call me LOL and stuff like that in high school all the time. So <laughs> do you know how many uh, kids you competed against for the role or like a, a like an average number? No, I have no idea, but yeah. I, it's usually a good amount that they yeah. bring in there. It's usually a good amount. So they all, and, the- yeah, I, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. All that matters is came out on top and you got the role. <laughs> I got the role. Yeah. I got to be Miley Cyrus's little brother, and not many people can say that. Mm-hmm. With your TikToks, what I love is you're so good at getting the content up quickly for relevant events. But what I also have noticed the more I've followed you and your TikToks and everything, you always have the perfect sound ready, like instantly, like to fit the situation. How are you so good at finding that sound so fast 
every single time. Oh, man. So it's actually really hard to find sounds on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Like, I, you know, you try to find these accounts where you can, um, you know, who, who are posting these sounds all the time. But it, it, yeah. you really just, what, what, what I do is I just, I'll scroll. And I don't really scroll TikTok for my, like, viewing pleasure. I scroll to find sounds. That's yeah. the only time I'm really on TikTok. Uh, other than posting or filming or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so just over over the years, I've just sort of saved a whole bunch of sounds. And sort of in my mind, I have this this mental library of what sounds can kind of apply to each situation. Yeah. And so, you know, you will see me use sounds multiple times for different situations. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just kind of created this mental library of the sounds. And then as I'm watching a sporting event, as I'm, you know, on Twitter seeing uh, or X, uh, seeing, you know, what people are saying about their teams or these games or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just cycling through these sounds in my head, yeah. you know, just like, okay, this applies, that applies. Okay. So between these two, which should I use? Let's use that one. Cause that one's more popular right now. Yeah. You know, so I just, I just have the mental library and then I have them all saved on my phone and, and that's that. Yeah. You definitely have it sorted very well because every time I see you post something, I'm like, dude, that literally makes perfect sense for this situation like every time i know the viewers know for sure but we just had jackson olsen on the podcast recently and you were in the same original mlb creator classism right yep i was yeah we were we were part of that inaugural group mm-hmm. and from that creator class we can see it right behind you as well you got what is that like a little tote bag this was this was the box that they so i think this was the year after i did creator class this was for the beginning no it wasn't I lied. I lied. That's not, not <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm telling you the MLB and creative class. And I'm so thankful for this. They've sent me yeah. so many different boxes and I have all of them because all the boxes are so cool. Like the designs yeah, and everything. Yeah. But then I don't remember what was from what. So I think yeah. this was from when we initially made creative class and they sent me the creative class gear. There was like a, a an MLB hat, a mm. shirt, um, just different items. Yeah. Uh, that we used to help announce that we were in creator class. So this was this was the first box they sent me, and I have other Sounds, boxes around yeah. here from different things that they've sent me. So I love that I'm not the only one. If I have like a bitchin' box, I like cut off a piece of like the the flat side and I just put it on my wall, and I'm like, that's a badass design. I got yeah, <laughs> with boxes, the only box that I know I still for sure have is my shoe box for my first ever pair of Kobe's. And mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> I was like, and it's dope. It has the logo on it. It's like embroidered. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to throw that away. <laughs> I'm just oh, keep... no, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, and, like, uh... um, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. So, so, like, for example, the Rangers were gracious enough to send me their City Connect jerseys earlier this season. Oh, wow. No way. And I thought it was going to come in just like a, you know, normal whatever box. They send me this box and – so you open it and it lights up like, oh, like there's a red red light. And then you like open these two like sections and it, it, it's like a machine. It's a box, but it's like <laughs> yeah. a machine. So like there's like flashing lights and this and that and like crazy patterns and designs. You open it. I'm like, it, it was like, they just gave me like a Jersey from like, I, I don't even know, like a Jersey from the heavens or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like, yeah. Like, what? what is this <laughs> but it was a box so complex and so cool i'm like i can never get rid of this i don't even yeah. know you can't you can't recycle this this is probably like there's probably like electronics and metal crazy it's like a hazardous item it's like i don't know right exactly i'm like i don't know what to do with it 
but yeah. I can't get rid of it. So it is somewhere in this room. I just don't know where. <laughs> I love that. What's your favorite experience you got to do with creator class? Ooh, well, creator class, I didn't have to experience a bunch of things. I was able to go to the wild card, some of the wild card games. I did the divisional series. I did the championship series and the world series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one thing that stands out to me the most was the uh, trip we had for the world series. Yeah. Uh, we were in, in Houston for game three and mm-hmm. then, or yeah, Houston for game. No, Houston for game two, Atlanta for game three, I think is what it was. Cause this was mm-hmm. 2021 Houston and Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so in Houston, they brought the world series trophy to our suite. And so we got crap. to take, we got to take pictures with the world series trophy. I got to film uh, a video or two with the world world series trophy. Uh, one of which was like me, like pretending to steal it. And then one of my MLB bosses dragged me out by my ear. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That was really fun to film. And then, so we went from Houston to Atlanta and then Atlanta, we were in a, uh, the MLB suite. And this is like one of those times where you're like in a room of people and you feel like you're the least important person because everyone <laughs> around you is just so important. So I was in there with CC Sabathia. Dude. Two chains. Two chains was there. <laughs> huh? Um Jeter, didn't he go up eventually? He, that was that was the year after I was there. That uh, was 2022. Okay. Uh Jazz Chisholm was in there. Tuki Toussaint, Akil mm-hmm. Badu, um, a, a bunch of people. Oh yeah, and um Harold Reynolds. Oh yeah, the Harold Commissioner still. of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred <laughs> came Run through. On. He spent an inning with us. Um, so yeah, it was one of the, oh, Brett Phillips, of course, because Brett oh, Phillips dude. was like the, uh, the Love social host and he's, Brett Phillips is like the greatest human being to ever exist. Dude. I love that man. He's, he's amazing. He, he always is smiling, always mm-hmm. a good time, always positive energy. That's the kind of person you want to be around. So luckily it was amazing. Him signing with the angels. I got to meet him on the field this year and he yeah. is just like you said. One of the coolest guys, probably the nicest and coolest guy in baseball. So he, much fun. Yeah. So this past spring, um, me and a, a bunch of other creators, including you guys from there mm-hmm. too, actually, we were, we were all at, in Arizona for the World Baseball Classic and spring yep. training. Yep. And we were staying at this Airbnb in Arizona, sort of like a content house. Mm-hmm. And Brett Phillips came to the house. And Holy spent a day filming content with us. Uh, you guys obviously know D Sarm because we had him on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, D Sarm had him on his on his podcast, and then Brett literally took the time to do content with every single content creator that was there. Every That's single so one, cool. he just took took his wow. time and you know just sharing laughs, having a conversation. And he's he's just an amazing person, and and you know you always wish for the best with him because mm-hmm. uh, he deserves it. He deserves the absolute world. Yeah, he does. Now, uh, like you said, you've done a lot. You've seen experiences. You, you've done a lot. What's your favorite ballpark that you visited so far? Wow, that's that's tough because I've been to now. I think I've been to fifteen ballparks now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always going to be biased towards Wrigley, so we're going to mm-hmm. omit that because I don't. We can't count that because I, I grew yeah, up with that. Bro. That's always that'll always be my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Fenway's cool, historical standpoint. Yeah. Uh it's a little small for my liking. Yeah. Um I liked Atlanta a lot. I liked Truist Park. That was cool. Atlanta's America, both of those are dope. Yeah. 
Comerica Park is very underrated in my yeah. opinion. And again, that may be a little bit of bias because, you know, Detroit roots, but um, some of the best food at a ballpark you can get is Dude. in Comerica. And, and the fact that they have these big tigers literally everywhere mm-hmm. on the scoreboard, on the outside of the stadium, it's it's a really cool ballpark. So Before are... I started content, I went to Comerica. I had no idea they have like a little Coney Island, like right when yes. you go in. <laughs> They have a lot of stuff. I mean, they, as I said, the statues, they have a lot of, of uh, tributes to players from the past, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of historical stuff around the stadium. And then, as I said, the food is. Speaking of ballpark food, what is your favorite ballpark food? Oh, man. You know what? There's only one right answer, and it better be those, those nacho helmets, brother. <laughs> There's only one right answer. That is, that is I, I don't think I've ever ordered a nacho helmet. Oh, he, he's, oh devastated. My God. he's devastated. <laughs> maybe, maybe the next time we're all at a game together, I will just yeah. so I can make you happy. But hey, if I you co- if you come out to a game, I will buy you that helmet. All right, man. There you I, go. Free helmet I, on me. I'm holding. I'm hold. I appreciate that. I'm holding you to that. Now, I, all right. Now, I, but the see, then I'm gonna have to sit through an Angels game. And I, oh. I don't know if you can do that. To me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love baseball. I will. I've never been to Angel Stadium. You know, so I, I'm I'm trying to hit every ballpark. So you have still never but, been to Angel uh, Stadium. I will. Hey, he'll get your helmet. I'll get your ticket. And that's a promise, baby. There we go. got you. I, I would appreciate that. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, hey, man. next time I'm out in LA during the uh, during the summer, let's make it happen. Yeah, let me know, man. We're gonna make but, it. But um, yeah. let's see. So in terms of ballpark food, I always go with like chicken tenders. I feel like that's just uh, such a basic answer. Hey, but man, um, I'll tell you what. At Angel Stadium, one of my go tos, we got these Nashville tenders. So dude. good. Oh yeah. Not even that. Dude. You've been to Yankee Stadium, right? Or have you? No, no, I've only been to City Field when I was in New dude. York. So we went. We went. I know what he's going to say. We went to New York in 2017 with the yeah. softball crew. Yeah. We went to Yankee Stadium. Somehow, some way, Cap disappeared, and he was like, I'm going to go get some food. Comes back. Biggest, like, double gulp club, cup I've seen of soda, and then on top, a full bowl of chicken tenders and fries. Like, that was the lid. Like, legit. <laughs> it's The lid is the bowl, and it's food. So the star, the straw is, like, three feet tall. I still have mine, because I collect beer cups. Myself like, wearing here. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it, it wasn't like separate things just no. stacked on top no, of each other. It was, it was one contraption. Like one Did you use it for thing. cereal the next morning? Yeah, I, I literally in New York, I ate Fruit Loops out of it the next morning. That's legendary. That, that catch was sick. Legendary. Yeah, and legendary. Uh, you filmed with a lot of uh, mascots around baseball as well. I think the standouts to everybody is Blooper, and oh, yeah. then you got the Fanatic yeah, for Philly. Is there one to you that you have a special attachment towards? I'm assuming also there's the cub from the Cubs. Yeah, I the most content I filmed with the mascot was with Clark the Cub. Clark's okay. great to me. Um, I you know Mr. and Mrs. Met was a lot of fun because mm-hmm. uh, I got to you know the video was kind of based around you know the fact that they're in a relationship and I was like the third wheel and, and that yeah. was a lot of fun to do. Um, Wally. From the Red Sox is yeah. great. Hmm. Pause from the Tigers is awesome too. Mm-hmm. They're really, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, Clark, yeah. just because I, I've filmed so many videos with Clark over the years, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's been great. I mean, I even we went to the Field of Dreams game and uh, I filmed the video with him there. Yeah. You know, so the the scariest thing, and they're not supposed to do this, is when they somehow talk to you <laughs> because they're like, don't. This is this is. Uh, I hope I don't get anyone fired by saying this, but. Mm-hmm. 
I'm in, I'm in the suite. This is the day that I filmed content with blooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go to shake up with blooper. <laughs> blooper goes, Hey, dog, I love your content. Like anything you need from me, I got you. I'm like standing there. I'm like, <laughs> you don't talk because you ruined my perception of you. I, I'm pretending like there's not a human being in that, in that costume. And now blooper I know is a human and I hate it. <laughs> That's and I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, Blooper watches my content. Like, no, dog, I love your videos. Anything you need, I got you. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is happening? So That's that awesome. was the day that I got my, yeah, I was ruined. <laughs> you recently got to be an MLB host with Ozzy Albies at the 2023 All Star Game. How awesome was that? Honestly, and you know. I've accomplished a lot in terms of this MLB uh, ride that I've been on and I'm, I'm forever mm. grateful for every opportunity I've gotten, but that might've been my biggest moment so far. Yeah. Um, that was just absolutely incredible. Um, mm. and, and, and thank you so much to Ozzy for being such an incredible co-host because um, it, 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 I was there in Seattle and I was like, who's hosting with me? And they didn't tell me until like the day before because they were mm. still working on yeah. on a contract. I think initially it was supposed to be Adley Rushman that mm. I was supposed to work with. But then last minute they're like, oh, we're working on a, we're working something out with Ozzy Albies. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, yeah. and of course I didn't really know much about him, and you know, like linguistically, like I was like, oh, does he speak a lot of English or whatever? And then yeah. I come to realize he speaks four languages. Yeah. You know? Wait. And I'm like, what? oh, he speaks English. Wow, English, Spanish, uh, uh, Dutch, and Papiamentu, which is what they speak in Curaçao. Oh wow, uh, where he's from. So he speaks four That's languages. Incredible. I think he speaks. He, might, he said he's working on a fifth. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but um, mm. that is like the best guy that you could possibly have as a co-host because you know we we got to interview a bunch of different guys, and a lot of them didn't speak much English. Yeah. So he was able to be the interpreter for me. Uh, for my questions and he's just he's such a great guy he he and i were joking the whole time and it was it was awesome and yeah. and we hadn't met until five minutes before we went live on that show yeah um, wow but i mean within five minutes we were talking like we were old friends and stuff and just being out on that field for the derby i mean you know i'm out there for the anthem and you know there's i'm, I'm literally standing there you know hand over the heart with like all the players on the line you know you got fireworks going off you got the flyover i'm like yo did i make the league like what's happening right now? <laughs> you know so it was that was incredible and my adrenaline was just off the charts that entire time and it went by mm. so fast it was, it was, i was just having so much fun with it yeah now i i gotta wonder because i'm curious on how you're it's even possible for you to be here on the podcast when you have the nlcs game one going on in, in a, a couple few, hours yeah but jokes aside, I mean, you look ex- the exact same as Corbin Carroll. <laughs> like, I got, I got, we got to, we got to touch on that, brother. Ain't no way, ain't no way you're gonna go through that. No, nah, yeah, you you have to, you really have yeah. to. I mean, that's 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 the hot topic right now is is me and Corbin. Mm. Yeah. And um, uh, so, when did you notice? Did you notice before, or did your fans point it out to you? Oh, man, <laughs> I don't even know. I think there's a little combination of both. Mm-hmm. I like knew who he was heading into the season. Mm-hmm. Of course, at first I was confused. I'm like, wait, this guy's barely played. How did they give him like an eight year contract at whatever amount he got? Mm-hmm. Some ridiculous amount, I think. But then once I saw him playing, I'm like, oh, no, he, this guy deserves it. So mm-hmm. I started to learn more about him. And then I was like, well, you know, facially, like facial hair wise, I'm like, we kind of have similarities. 
But then I would get comments when I would film my videos, like when I'd be filming out on the field with like a helmet on mm-hmm. and, and a bat and everything. And everyone would be like, yo, Walmart Corbin Carroll. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Like, huh? So, you know, it, it was one of those things where it became further established during that home run derby that I was hosting because Major League Baseball asked me, they're like, who do you want on the show with you? Like as, as guests. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys got to get Corbin Carroll. Because yeah. he's an all-star, he's from Washington, and I'm like, my fans would freak out if it, mm-hmm. you know, the whole standing where it's like we've never seen those two in the same in the room at the same time together. Yeah, you know, and they say for people who look like, well, <laughs> that's literally what happened. We were two people on the field at the same time, mm-hmm. and I ended up asking him about that uh, when I interviewed him. I was like, I was like, do you see it? He goes, I wish my hair looked like yours. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> what i expected you to say but i love it and and it's amazing and ozzy was just standing there the whole time like <laughs> what's going on <laughs> wait who's who he asked me, yeah. yeah he he asked me if i was faster than corbin and i was like yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah you know and, and ever since that video came out because that did like a quarter of a million views and, and people were all over that video and then i did a transition video um wearing a diamondbacks hat when i was at the wild card this year Mm-hmm. and as soon as i put on a diamondbacks hat it's over it's yeah. over because everybody i literally got hundreds of comments walmart corbin carroll corbin carroll's brother corbin carroll's twin <laughs> off brand corbin carroll yeah. so it's it's i love it though I, I think it's great and and hopefully i get a chance to to see him again and, and work with him and maybe we can make a, a funny video or two about it from that day is there any other all-stars that was your favorite interview yeah, the, the two that stand out to me, Corbin and then Acuna, Ronald Acuna, man. I mean, yeah. just just star power. I mean, in my he's going to win MVP this year, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, yeah, me too. I agree. Because it caught me off guard when he walked up. Because mm-hmm. I, I had a thought that he was going to come up, but like we we had planned out who was going to come up for this and that. But a lot of the people we mm-hmm. planned out didn't actually come up because they were doing other things and they declined or whatever. So I had no idea who was coming up mm-hmm. throughout that live show. Uh, until they were coming up yeah and i'm like standing there you know talking to ozzy and i glance over and it's acuna and uh juan soto just standing there behind the camera like looking at us you know arms <laughs> around each other and you know i'm I'm like reading to i'm doing my reads to camera and everything and i'm just oh yeah wow two of the biggest stars in baseball are standing right there mm-hmm. so and then uh soto didn't come on but acuna came on and, and he was you know he came up he was vibing he was dancing he was he was so much fun and his chemistry with Ozzy is just off the charts. Those two are literally like best friends. So to have that uh, on the show at the same time was incredible. And they brought over the home run derby chain when he came on. Oh, wow. Uh, So we were all just, we were all just hanging out, talking about the derby chain and stuff like that. And Acuna was dancing and he's, I mean, that was just so much fun. And just, (laughs) it didn't hit me until afterwards who I was Mm. talking to throughout that entire day. I got to talk to so many stars and it's just, I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, I think it definitely helped that Ozzy was your co-host because, like you said, they are like best friends. So he, mm-hmm. he's like, he just be like, Ronald, get over here, man. Yeah, get <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing is is um, you know, I asked Ozzy too. I'm like, who do you want on the show? He goes, so he wanted Arcia, and then he wanted Ronald, and I was like, okay, he'll obviously get those two because those are like his two best friends on the team. He's like, oh, yeah. I want Olsen, I want this guy. I'm like. Like, listen, I understand that you guys have like 10 all stars. <laughs> yeah. We, we got to have more than just Braves on the show. Yeah. So, but we got a good balance of people. We had a couple Diamondbacks. We had Josiah Gray from the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't remember exactly everybody we had, but we had a good a good variety of all stars on that show. And we also had like guys like Adam Jones on the show yeah. and stuff like that. So it was a good good group of people. It was really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Got to get you a Corbin Carroll jersey. Got to complete the whole fit, bro. Dude, that's <laughs> that is the goal. Um, mm. When I go to Arizona for when I'm in Arizona for NLCS, I'm going to get mm. a jersey. And for the longest time, I've wanted to do like a Corbin Carroll prank. I want to like show up in like the gear, maybe oh, yeah. like shades on or something <laughs> yeah. like that, and just see what happens. See because if you get some was, fans. Yeah. When I left the ballpark in Milwaukee for the wild card, three kids were like running by me and they go mm. oh my god it's corbin carroll i'm like no no it's not it's not, it's not. <laughs> but i think that would be like great content if if that happened so the corbin carroll jersey is definitely like the next next item on the list for me yeah and i want to say to our viewers for the people that are watching the video version i've heard trout a few times i've heard rizzo for myself i've heard lindor for mobo if yeah. you have any others for any of us mobo me trevor let us know and I, now, oh, go ahead. Awesome. I'm feeling like you said you get trout a lot. I get trout so and get, Rizzo commonly. Do, do you get Renfro at all? Since Renfro, I've I've, to... I've never Renfro's got Renfro. It's surprisingly. Dude, I was, I was in Toronto. I was in Toronto on the field doing player interviews, and this was when Mike Trout was. I think he was coming back from his injury because mm-hmm. it was it was the Blue Jays and the Angels, and the Angels were on the field taking BP. Yeah. And I couldn't see from afar because I was on the Blue Jays side, but I was like, oh my god, Mike Trout's coming out. I think it was like Matt Dice or something like that. Yeah, because he was just there was just enough of him that looked like Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get to interview Mike Trout, and then it was Matt Dice. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, never mind. Yeah, I back what I said. Yeah, so. <laughs> we got a few uh, similar looking white guys. That was the same way I felt when the Mariners were on the field and I was there in Anaheim. They have so many white guys that look the same that I was like, I don't know who's who. <laughs> yeah, there are some of these teams that are just the nondescript white guys. It's yeah. like, hey, man, do the thing. Yeah. I have no idea who you are. But. So you also played baseball in high school as a left-handed pitcher. And um, where did that journey end for you as a player? So started playing when I was super young. In, in high school, mm. I played – all four years in high school. I was only two years on varsity. I did two years on JV. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an outfielder and a pitcher until varsity. Then I became a PO. Um, but that was okay because I always, I mean, pitching was always my main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, junior year to senior year, I, I was really pushing for the idea of playing college ball and I was able to get some offers. And But then my senior season didn't really go the way I I planned it and I was dealing with an injury, which I then rehabbed over the summer between senior year of high school and freshman year of college. I did take an offer uh, to play uh, junior college baseball uh, mm-hmm. in Illinois. Um, but that never really panned out because I was, I was rehabbing into the fall season. So I never, you know, fall ball is very important for junior college baseball. And so I never got to play in that and got to show what I was capable of. And, and also just coming back from the injury, I was never, um, never really the pitcher I once was both physically and mentally, uh, the mechanics were off, the mental state was off. And, and overall, I just kind of fell out of love with playing. Um, so after my freshman year of college ball, well, I decided to step away from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't really the ending that I always wanted, but at the same time, um, without that ending, I would have not have gotten into the content creation which has changed my life um in an amazing way and i will forever be thankful for that 
Yeah, everything happens for a reason, man. Were there any uh, big achievements that you were proud of during your playing days? Hmm. Well, I mean, I was team captain senior year, and that was that was awesome just because it was a group of guys that I had been around all four years, and, and, and to be able to be a positive influence to them and the younger guys was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of in-game accomplishments, I my best stretch of baseball was I had two – Two starts back to back. I think I it was twelve strikeouts and fifteen strikeouts. Damn! Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. And the fifteen strikeout game, I didn't even start. Actually, it was they were. It was the semifinals. It was fall baseball, um, but we played in a league, a fall league that um, we played other high schools. So it was basically like normal spring season. Mm-hmm. And. They were saving me for the championship in case we made it. So they started another guy for the semis. And that guy did not have it that day, didn't record a single out in the first really? inning. Ouch. So then I went the full seven in relief. Wow. Struck out 15. <laughs> but at the same time, I think I threw like 130 pitches. So that probably contributed to the arm issues I had later in the season and kind mm. of derailed my career. So it's like I have the memory of striking out 15 guys, which is phenomenal, but, mm. you know, might have caused me to um, – you know, ended my career prematurely. But, you know, as you said, everything happens for a reason. And I'm I'm at where I'm at today. And I still have the game in my life in a different capacity. So, you know, it's, I'm still in a good place with the game of baseball. All right, of course. That was all of our notes. We had a great podcast here. I want to end by saying, what is the next big goal of yours? And it's somebody you want to work with, something you want to do. You have anything in is mind? There, is there anything cooking? Yeah, I mean, I know we mentioned it earlier. The idea of working with Corbin Carroll again would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that would just be such a great, a great thing for for the for the content and and putting him and the Diamondbacks even further on the map. Yeah, uh, I, I want to you know help them. At the end of the day, I want to help grow the game of baseball as best I can. So really, moving forward, it's it's about working with as many teams as possible, uh, experiencing as many new ballparks, and and you know I, I've been doing a lot of player interviews. Uh, over the course of this MLB season, and I'd like to continue that. Um, I'd like to, you know, push further into football, maybe get some working with some NFL teams. Really, yeah. at the end of the day, sports have done so much for me mm-hmm. um, that my content, my goal with my content is to help grow the love of sport within my audience. You know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever, I just want people to be able to appreciate sports the way that i've appreciated them all these years so whatever it takes to do that you know working with different teams ballparks mascots players you name it i want to do all of it travel and experience Uh, everything i love that i love that answer because i say that all the time off camera i just want to grow the game of baseball and make it fun at the same time yeah and i absolutely love that answer and speaking of traveling to parks and everything i still got a few to check off that coming year so maybe we can get one in together i still got to do ohio i got cleveland and cincinnati those are both pretty close to you yeah you know yeah. what i did cleveland and that cleveland was awesome i was there for the mm. uh alds last year electric yes. um and in cincinnati was a goal of mine this year that unfortunately did not happen so i think mm. that that is definitely one that you and i can target and i think that would be pretty cool to experience together all right. Awesome, man thank you for joining us here on thank you, off the field podcast and uh everybody 
Thursday. You can get the audio version 2 p.m. Fridays at 2 p.m. as well on YouTube. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have that notification bell. Like, subscribe, share. Tell everybody you know. Mm-hmm. Let us know what other content creators you want to see. Join us here as a guest. Thank you, Trevor Fonstrom, for joining us. Thank it was a great you, episode. And, uh, Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Really appreciate it. You too, man. Have a great day. See you, you guys too, next man. time. Later, man.